Well, we speak uh, a grieving or mourning and what the requirements are when you're grieving for a spouse, uh, a parent, a loved one, a child that has passed on uh, from uh, this uh, earthly realm to the next. We've uh, started the series um, three weeks, well, this is the third week we are having it, and it's a quite an interesting one to understand how each uh, religious or traditional cultural group grieves for loved ones. Now, you know, when it comes to grieving, it's something that, you know, it's just, it's an expression. When you are mourning, you're expressing what you are experiencing at that moment because you have lost a loved one. And, um, you know, the results differ from person to person. It differs uh, the ways that are prescribed for a person to mourn from different cultures and religious groups. Today we are concentrating on the Rastafari movement, which is a spiritual ideology that arose in the 1930s in Jamaica. We are joined by Empress Tandi Hamakwane, who's a Rastafari woman. Empress Tandi, thank you very much for joining us. Okay, thanks. I thank you for having me and thank you to the listeners for giving us their ears. Now, w w firstly, Rastafari is a quite a unique uh, religion, if I may so call it, because it is not just a one size fits all. There are many different sects within Rastafari. Could you please just briefly take us through the various ways of worship or groupings within Rastafari? Um, I think to make it um, simple, I think one, the best way for me, I find, to explain that would be to acknowledge the fact that Rastafari is what we are, is our political response as African to slavery, to colonialism, to oppression, and everything that Africans have um, gone through since the dawn. Um, of, of, of colonialism. Therefore, spirituality, um, and if I may say for lack of a better word, religions um, of all African forms, when we come into Rastafari, we come in already as who we are is African. So as a Rasta woman, um, I'm an African woman, and Rastafari is a movement that I belong to um, as a place or a community that resonates with me in terms of its principles, its values, and how to respond um, to where I find myself as an African. Okay, but maybe what I wanted you to explain to us is the fact that even within Rastafari, you've got uh, Boba Shanti, Nia Bing, the 12 tribes. Um, do you all do oh, yeah. the same thing? Okay, um, the the different houses orders that you have um, um, listed are basically, let's say, we we approach Rastafari um, in different um, ways. In the sense that, as Africans, we have been searching as a people who um, um, lost our identity or the definition of self as who we are. Rastafara is a movement that has grown, um, has seen many changes. Africans, you will remember that Rastafari started in Jamaica and we in Africa who are Rastafari came on to that, adopted the movement because we resonated with the struggle within. But therefore, the spirituality, therefore, we have seen change from Rastas who approach 
um, spirituality through reading the Bible and find um, explanations and definitions for things. Some will be able to even explain to you why they have dreadlocks using the Bible. Some will explain to you why we use um, cannabis as part of our sacraments using the Bible. Whereas if you look back within African culture, you will find that dreadlocks have always existed in African culture, in African spirituality, which is why the Jamaicans in the early days were able to adopt dreadlocks after they had encountered with Aboded and Kemati with the Mau Mau movement. Therefore, the first response that I gave is to try and show you that as a movement, we have people that um, have held on to to to, to religions of, of, of the Western um, or Eastern or um, even East African um, origins in our search for, 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 for self. So we, we differ in that sense that some still continue to to read Bible, approach um, um, their, their, their spirituality through the Bible, whereas you have those of us that are referred to as Bantu Rasta or African Rasta, and then those that approach it through the Bible whom we refer to as Christopher I, because their Rastafarianism is leaning more towards um, Christian religion. Okay, now that we have established that there are differences, Empress uh, Tandi, when it comes to the way Rastafari is being practiced in the various sects, let's talk about grieving. Do all Rastafaris have the same, um, you know, belief in how do you mourn for a loved one, especially a spouse, because I know, you know, other religions and groups would have, um, you know, uh, precepts on how to grieve, what needs to be done, what to wear. Okay, um, thanks. Um, beginning with, um, with, with something that you just said now, um, beliefs. Um, there are those that believe um, that, for instance, we don't go to funerals um, because it is said so in the Bible when Jesus came and he said to others, I will make you um, fishers of men. Someone said to Jesus, but oh, I'll follow you, but let me go home first and bury, I think it was my father or someone like that. And Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. <laughs> Um, so you have those um, who will tell you that they do not attend funerals, they do not um, 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 touch, um, you know, um, the, the dead um, because of what the Bible says. You also have um, those of us who acknowledging the fact that we are Africans will therefore approach um, the passing of a loved one the burial the, thereafter, and everything, um, all the rituals included, um, based on who we are in terms um, of our culture. Um, as a Rasta woman, I am a, a mother who recently lost a child. So in, 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 in that, during that process, as a, as a family who is Rastafari, but also a family who is very much aware of our, um, our African identity and practicing of our rituals um, and, and culture, we followed as best as we could um, 
you know whether you 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 call grief or or or, or funeral um african practices um for instance i did not wear the 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 black um clothes that seem to be uniform today in africa where when there's a funeral you know because everyone wears black but when we look back and and and, and search for where is this black um for mourning coming from we then understand that there's stories such as you know during the world war 2 um when the government of germany um sent out a call through their social workers that all the women whose husbands have fallen or have died during the war let them wear black so that when social workers send food rations to their family they don't have to waste time finding out who has lost a husband so if they knock on your door and they find you dressed in all black they would then understand that you are a widow um of the war and therefore you would receive your food rations we understand that through uh, missionaries coming into africa and black having been adopted as a a a uniform for mourning and 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 an english queen who had also decided that after the loss of a husband she's going to wear only black this became part of what we now see as the 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 norm um during grieving as if it's part of our culture whereas this is something that came um with church so you have you know such phenomenon that we are starting to learn about and share with each other as we grow um in our understanding and our processing of such concepts as you know birth death and grieving for our loved ones that's just one of the things it's, it's how, what do we wear how do we dress we understand that you know um someone who has lost um a loved one whether it's a child um whether it's it's your husband um we understand also that you know clothes in african culture tell people who you are your age um your status um as a woman whether you are married or not um as a man you know whether it's different beads whether it's it's um you know a umbat or if you are a kosa woman um you would be dressed in a particular way that would tell people um who you are and what you're going through including even if you are a person who has just lost um someone recently you would wear others say in other african communities your 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 marital um attire as a woman would be worn inside out um therefore people would know when they meet you may perhaps not to shake your hand or not to 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 interact with you in certain ways because your clothes already tell them whether what to expect from you and what you are not able to do hmm. uh, firstly empress tandy uh, sincere condolences for your loss um and thank you and I, I'm, i'm grateful that you have shared that with us talking about you know clothing i'm glad that you've expressed to us how you have practiced as a rastafari woman when it comes to your clothes but there's other things that are also done in other cultures in other religions um such as you know not only the clothes but uh, during the morning period people are sometimes you know for 
forbidden from doing certain activities and going to certain places um, uh, or, or being entertained or going to entertainment venues. In Rastafari, are there any such uh, rules or regulations? Um, I'll go a bit back to my, my, my response initially, which is that um, as a Rasta woman, I am guided by my African culture. Um, so I'm speaking to you as a Rasta woman who fully, <laughs> my day-to-day life is as a Rasta woman, how I eat, um, how I raise my children and all of that. However, like I said, Rastafari is who, what I am and my culture has to fit in into all of that. Um, so practices are, it's, it's not um, cut and dry as in there would be, there are no rules for written written down as a, as, as a community of Rastafari that um, this is how you should um, behave outside of your own culture. When you pass, you are a child of, you know, um, whichever clan you you belong to, even um, the Rastafari community, we are, are very much actively involved um, in the burials of of the members of the Rastafari community. However, when we go there, I think the difference between the Rastafari community and other religious movements is that we do not dictate to the family how um, what the last rites of the of 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 the burial should be. Um, we listen to the family, what their practices are, and we fit in, you know, other aspects that only belong to 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 the Rastafari community as part of a person's life. So you um you um accompanied fully as who you are, not just um, you know, belonging to one to one movement because a person is many things. Um, you know, um we 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 are we are our culture before we are anything else. Let's go to something that is also medical when it comes to death, um, post-mortems, organ transplants. Are these permitted um, in the Rastafari uh, religion? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that you would be... Um, the Rastafari is... I think let's establish this. We are recognized constitutionally in South Africa. I speak about South Africa as one of the seven faith-based communities in South Africa. However, interestingly, a lot of our practices um, become very controversial. For instance, when we bury, um, cannabis is part of our sacraments. Therefore, even if your family or where I come from, um, cannabis might not be um, something that they know. We would include that in the sacraments that we 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 we, we participate in 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 the in the burial. Therefore, it's. It's very difficult to say there'll be a written down book of rules of how you 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 bury as a Rasta um, woman or a Rasta man or whether it, it is a child. It basically depends on whether one approaches Rastafari through African culture or is what we call Christafari. Therefore, if they're a Christafarian, therefore um, Christian um, 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 principles will will 
will will determine or will dictate how the mourning and the burial and all of that goes. But if they are like myself and you know other people that are Rastafari um, based on African culture, African spirituality, therefore it is my practices of my people that will be, determine how um, I am mourned and how I am buried. So there will be yeah, no no one dictating to you whether you should have a, a a I've been to hospital I've been to to hospital for myself for my children um I have refused certain treatments and taken certain treatments based of on of on knowledge I think one of the 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 thing I love about Rastafari is the 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 fact that knowledge um about food about medicine about you know what has to do with my health and my body is something that we are um we encourage um reasonings you know which are gatherings where we learn and we share information and we we we, we look at at medical documents and and and, and go through them so that we understand, does this resonate with me? Does If you're giving me something and you say it's an antibiotic and I look at it and when I search it, I see, oh, okay, it goes into my body and instead of targeting um, what is wrong with me, it kills everything in my body, the good and the bad. So um, therefore, we encourage making decisions such as that based mostly on on medical facts rather than faith, because faith, as we all know, is, is belief, which means you don't know. If you believe, then you don't know. Let's uh, go to a voice note um, from one of our listeners. Blessed Bumakeda there at the studio. Uh, blessed to your team. Uh, so my question to you, uh, Makeda Tandi. Rastas, when they greet, they go like, Holy Emmanuel I, Selassie I. Who is Emmanuel I? And then my second question, Rastafari. I understand it's a title. And then combine, combine together, it's Rastafari. So can you please explain uh, that uh, the, that title Rastafari, what does it mean? Where does it come from? And then Marcus Garvey uh, is seen as a prophet in the Rastafari uh, movement, but he was never Rasta. And he, we understand he was from Jamaica, but he lived in America. How does he uh, fit in in the Rastafari a broader community. My last question is, is Rastafari a movement or a way of life? Uh, give thanks. Blessed love. Many questions there. Empress Tandy, <laughs> please do respond. Yes, um, they, interestingly, I would love to respond to them. They're not um, um, questions that I'm not going to, to, to respond to, even though I don't see what they have to do with grief. Um, Emmanuel is um, Prince Emmanuel of, I won't go too much into um, details of him. Prince Emmanuel is of the Ethiopian monarch monarchy. And it is the Bobo Ashanti um, um, group of Rastas who um, hail Emmanuel. They 
they they respect him for his contributions um and therefore it's is is um within the family of 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 Rastafari not um and why we say Rastafari Rastafari is the title by which um Konen, the, the emperor Haile Selassie um is one of his titles therefore for us when i say Rastafari um basically everyone that I'm speaking to will understand that I'm saying I am a Rasta woman or I am a Rasta man if I if I am a man. But um, as he has already also kind of answered in his question, it is a title of His Majesty Emperor Haile Selassie I, who is um, one of the African leaders that we recognize and we respect um, for his contributions as well in um, bringing forward the, the 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 plight of the African people. Marcus Gavi, why is Marcus Gavi important to the Rastafari community? Must and and why um, some refer to him as prophet? Prophet does not necessarily mean. I think most people, when they hear the word prophet, they immediately go to um, the, the the Bible and religion. But in prophet, in the sense that Marcus Gavi was the first. Um, I think public um, activist of, of as an African who um, called for African people to stop looking at England um, for for leadership or for God. Stop looking at the white men. Stop looking at um, the, the, the 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 English um, um, monarchy as as your leader. Look to Africa, and he gave us. Um, Africa to look at. He promoted repatriation, repatriation um, in the physical sense, but as well as mentally. Repatriation was not only for those that were in the diaspora, but even African in Africans in Africa, because um, you know colonization did not leave a stone unturned when it comes to taking us Africans um, away from who we are. So we honor Marcus Gavi. Um, as as one of our first, um, you know, um, leaders, if I can use that word, but someone that really went and worked hard um, to get Africans to unite. He started um, the organization that today is called UNIA, you know, which was the way he was calling Africans to unite, not just with word, but, you know, as far as putting our resources together to ensure that we 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 create strength. We build, you know, strength around it. That if I am I'm eating, whether I'm I'm dying and being buried, I want it to know that this is done. Um, in the sense of who I am, I I feel respected. I can stand as an African and not have to to fit into other places and look out away. We are a very outer national, international people when you if you win something and it's it's local it's honored by the people the, the village people where you are or the, the 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 community where you live people celebrate things more um and, and when i say people i mean african we celebrate things more when they come from outside of us than when we come they come from us and this is um one of the teachings of marcus gavi that Thank we you. hold on today
Empress Tandy, I wish we had more time to speak on grief and also answer the questions from our listeners. But uh, yeah, our time is far spent already, nine o'clock. Thank you very much for joining us and shedding light and condolences once again. Thank you. It's time for us to head on home and uh, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success. Until next time.